Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters. This is your man, Truth, and this is the Life Podcast, Episode 7. This podcast here, it's a podcast set for my brothers and my sisters, okay? It's, it's a podcast set for the family, for the Christian family, to be a little more specific. And it's titled, What Type of Christian Are You? Okay, now that, that's a serious question to ask because there's a bunch of different type of Christians. There's a bunch of different type of Christians, man. And unfortunately, the type of Christians that are the ones who are only about God when someone's looking, they go, they know all the scriptures that their pastor told them to write down. You know what I mean? They got all the Sunday clothes and they go to church every single day. They're at church all the time and they're screaming and hollering and praising the Lord and out on the streets rebuking anybody that they can possibly get their hands on to rebuke in the name of Jesus. Those type are, those are the ones that turn people against Christianity. Those are the ones that turn people against God because we're going to go through it. I'm going to show you a quite a few scriptures in here because I want I want us to come together as a family and to be on the same page and understand that we're supposed to be winning souls for the kingdom. We're supposed to be about love, peace, understanding. You know what I mean? Now that's not saying understanding meaning you're giving a pass to foul behavior. No. No, 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 no. But it's the way that you deal with it. You see what I'm saying? You deal with it not as a holier-than-thou type thing. You don't tell people, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. No, that's not on you. Can you send them to hell? How do you know where they're going? How do you know where their life is going to take them? How do you know they won't become saved before they die? You cannot. Come on, let's. Ah, all right. It's going to be a good one. But as usual, let's bow our heads, become one with Adonai and Elohim. And I'll catch you guys on the other side. Peace. Shaddai, I come to you today humble. I come to you today seeking your wisdom and your knowledge, Father, your grace and your mercy. Father God, the topic of the day is, as you already know, what the Ruach put in me, which is, what type of Christian are you? Father, your words tell us plain and clear how we are to act towards our brothers and sisters out here, those who are saved and those who are not. Your word tell us plainly how we go about our lives and how we always give you the glory and how you and your Ruach shine through us and our actions and our words, my Lord. And yet, unfortunately, though it's sitting in plain words for all to read and for those who profess to know it, to read and to should know, Father God, we're seeing more and more that it's not the case. So, my Lord, I come to you humbly and I ask you to touch those who hear, those that are in the sound of my voice, my God, that may be wrestling with that, that may not understand it, that may not know that they're even, that they're outside the pocket on this one, my God. Let's pull them back. I just, I, I ask you to guide my tongue in this. Father God, and it's not to offend anyone at all, my Lord. 
It's to give you the glory. And it's to win souls, plant seeds, and bring them back home, harvest them, and bring them to the kingdom, my God. That's what it's about. That's what this whole thing, this whole movement is about, my God. It's about you. It's about your kingdom, your favor, not ours. It's not about us. It's about you. And that's all I want people to get from this, my God. So I beg of you this day, this moment, this time, my God, to guide this podcast into the ears of those who are receptive to it and to those who need to hear it, my God. In the name of your being, the Mashiach, the Christ, I thank you so very, very much. I thank you. Thank you. Total. Shalom, my brother. Now, I want to let you know that these clips, there's going to be some foul language going on here. So, you know, get your ears a little prepared just a little bit. But I just, I just have to show you what is out here, what we're fighting against. Because we're not just, we're fighting against evil, but we're also fighting against foolishness. So check this out. This is exactly what this episode's podcast is about. <laughs> wow. This is... You got to ask Jesus Christ. I don't all have sinners. to do anything. We're all sinners. Okay. I, he was not, he's not going to force you to do you're it. You're sinning right now. No, I'm not, motherfucker. Huh? You fucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking accuser. All right. We're going to stop that one right now. We're going to stop that one right now. That's just already. You see what I'm saying? Now, how would that man come to Jesus? How is that man coming to, to our side if he thinks this is what we are? This should enrage you because it enrages me. And it's not because she's making me feel disrespected or anything else. It's because she's disrespecting the high. Come on, man. Let's, let's check out something else. Let's come on. Hold on. Now, this next, this next clip, brothers and sisters, I want to show you that these people, they, they really mean well. I'm sure they do. But it's just, it's not, it can't, it's not, it's not godly. It's not, they're not doing it by the way of the word. Just listen and watch this. This, this is a street preacher that's out here and he's just called this woman up. And she's trying to talk to, watch this, check this out, man. You think that it's the wrong way to do it? I grew up in the church, like no? since I was really little. And I think that what you're saying about one God and a loving God and going to heaven, I think that, that that's all probably true. But I bet that 99% of the people out here are getting so frustrated with you and so upset with you and so angry at God because of you. They're already angry at God. The Bible says they're haters of God. You're breaking my heart because I don't think that you're portraying the kind of God that people need and the kind of God that is real. What kind of God do people need? People need the kind of God who offers forgiveness and love. And I think that you're offering judgment. Is God going to judge people? Of course he is. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a but, second. But you're not. I'm not judging them. I'm asking sure, questions. It sure seems like, can I just say something without you interrupting me? Mm-hmm. I am just, listening to this, I'm just, just so in your tears and my heart is beating so fast because I think that you're doing the opposite of what you're wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just breaking my heart because I, 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 think, I think that you and I probably believe the same thing, but what you need to do is go out into the world and live your message. And people will come to Jesus. It's not about it's debating so with them and proving them wrong and telling them that they're bad people. Do you think they are wrong? So you're breaking you my heart. Can I talk now? No. Can I talk now? No. Yeah. Oh God. We've got to do better as a family, man. We have to do better as a family. And that, that sister just warmed my heart because she's showing exactly what I'm sitting here saying right now, man. Right now, we're, we're turning people off from God. We're doing the exact opposite of what we are sent to do. And it's 
mind-blowing to me how we can't seem to see it. And I'm saying we because we are all a family, even though I'm against what I'm talking about right now. I'm against what they're doing, but it's still us doing it because they're a part of us. And I don't want to shun them, but y'all have got to wake up, man. Y'all have got to realize, man. We're trying to save souls. We're trying to win them for the kingdom. And we're trying to, anytime a person lays eyes on us, they're laying eyes on God. That's the plan. That's what we're supposed to do. And when we're not doing that, we're falling short, way short of what we were sitting here for, man. And we need to go back home and reboot. Stop being on the street corner with the microphone and all that. Go back home and get back in your word. Get that spirit. Get the Ruach back in you again. So you can go out and you can talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. Instead of screaming from a microphone to hundreds of people passing by, you're not knowing their life. You don't know how far they are from God. They need that personal touch. If you're going to bring them to God, go bring them to God. Don't do it. Don't do it from a microphone and from a distance. Do it up close and personal. This your man, Truth. I love y'all, man. Let's get it right, man. God needs us, bro. We, we're the first line of defense. Let's go, man. Okay, brothers and sisters, let's hop right into it, man. Now, this podcast here is it's about winning souls. You know, this is what we do here. It's strictly about winning souls and giving God the glory every way and any day that we possibly can. This is what we do. So, my brothers and sisters, I'm seeing far too often how parts of the family is, is, is a little bit out of, the, out of their lane, man. You know, I mean, they, they're, they're damning people to hell and they're just beating them across the head with Bibles and condemning them, condemning them, condemning them and judging them and judging them and spewing just... If you could just hear the energy and the way that it's, that it's being laid out to these people who are in the darkness, you can really understand why they would run further into the darkness to get away from that. I mean, you're not winning souls like that. It's not about you. It's about God. It's about the kingdom. It's about the most high. You see what I'm saying? So you don't have to, all you do is plant that seed and you walk off. You don't have to beat people across their heads, man. It's not for you to stand over them while they drop to their knees and repent to God and turn all the way into a Christian and a devout believer because of what you did. You see what I'm saying? You, 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 you're hurting what we're trying to do. To put it in a nice and gentle way. You're hurting what our main goal is. And our main goal is to bring them to God. Because God is love. You see what I'm saying? God is love. So when you when you talk to these people. You have to talk to these people out of love. And love. They will see love in you. They will see God in you. How you deal with them. And from what I've seen. That is not God. Okay, I'm sorry to say it. I don't want to make anyone angry, but it is what it is. That's not God, bro. It's not God. God is peace and gentle, but I'm going to show you. Don't You don't have to listen to me. Anything that's on this podcast, you can Google. You can research for yourself, and I advise you to do that. I advise you to do that because the more you learn on your own, the more it's going to draw you in to learn more. So that's awesome. But let's hop right into it because I can show you what I'm talking about. Okay, Titus 2.8. Titus 2.8. Sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, so that the opponent 
will be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. Okay, now what Titus, excuse me, I'm sorry, what this is about, this is Paul telling us that he's basically telling the young men to have sound speech, which is a trait that was taught, you know, it was taught consistently in the early church. In this speech, it which, uh, let's put it this way, this is speech which is beyond criticism, so that those who attack it shame themselves. You see what I'm saying? This mirrors what Peter's instructions was in Peter 1, 3, 15, and 16, because there Peter instructs Christians to live so that anyone who attacks their character will embarrass themselves in the eyes of others. At the same time, Peter commands a gentle, respectful approach and a readiness to answer those who question our faith. You understand? But so, so you have to be gentle. You have to be respectful of people's space. You have to be respectful of people's, the way they think. You don't have to agree with it, but you have to at least be respectful of it. And that's where the problem was coming in at because we're beating people across the head and we're more aggressive than they are, which is it's wild. I don't understand that. So let's go to James 3.2. Okay. In James 3.2, for many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Okay, now what he's saying, what he's saying in there is a man may show himself to be a wise man by the good temper of his mind and by the good government of his tongue. That's how you know he's wise. You don't, he doesn't have to tell you he's wise. He doesn't have to try to make you believe it. Just the way he comes to you and approaches you and speaks with you, you can tell. He's careful when he does speak, to speak with a purpose. See what I'm saying? God knows his heart and the folly that is bound there. Therefore, he cannot be deceived in his judgment as man may be. He has to understand that his heart and his tongue, especially his tongue, is evil. It's evil. It's wicked. And you have to be blessed by God to control that, first off. That, let's make sure you understand that. You know, the tongue causes so many problems in this world, man. And you have to be mindful of that when you're talking and dealing with people. Because it's, it's not a game. It's just, it's, it's, it's really not a game, man. So, I just wanted to let you know that. But now let's go, let's go to uh, Colossians 3.8. Okay? Colossians 3.8. Now check this out. Colossians 3.8. But now you also put them all aside. Anger, wrath, malice slander, abusive speech from your mouth. Now that's that goes without saying. I really don't have to, to explain that to you. Put it aside. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech. Okay? Titus 3.2 Listen to all of this and see if this lines up with the way that you go out and you minister to people. Titus 3.2 to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Did you hear that? Can you show perfect courtesy towards all people? That's not telling somebody they're going to hell and 
all in their face and pointing your fingers at them and, and it just disrupting society. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. We're going to go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter 4, 14. Okay? 1 Peter 4, 14. I'm going to let you get there for a second. You ready? Okay. Check this out. If you're insulted, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. 1 Peter 4.14 If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. That's major. Because you're going to have that coming at you sometime as being a Christian. And truth be told, again, they're coming at you, some of them are coming at you because of what they've been through by other family members, by other family members that have approached them and, and made them feel a certain way towards Christians. So let me let you understand what Peter is saying here, just in case you don't know. Peter reminds Christians that it's a privilege. You see what I'm saying? They're blessed to be allowed to be insulted for Christ's name. Humans might insult you, but God's spirit rests upon you. That fact is worth rejoicing. That right there alone is worth screaming hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? It's a Check it out. It is a question of how Christians choose to see the reality of their circumstances. We can say I'm being insulted because I'm a Christian. This is a bad day. My life is on track. Where is God? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's not a Christian. Or we can say I'm being insulted because I am a Christian. What? <laughs> oh my God. What a blessing to be so closely identified with Christ that the world treats me in the same way it treated him. This is exactly what my life is for. See what I'm saying? It's all about the way you look at your circumstances. It's all about the way you look at your circumstances. That controls the way you respond to your circumstances. You understand me? So if someone's disrespecting you, especially in the name of Jesus, man, you smiling, you say, thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. You feel me? Thank you. And that that right there alone, that behavior right there alone, will it just blows their mind. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. How can they? They didn't disrupt a thing in your life. They don't have a clue as to what to do when dealing with you in that sense. So let's let's all stay Christ-minded. It's Christ's life, baby. You know what I mean? Uh, let's go 1 Peter 3.16. Having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Now that's a beautiful thing. That's definitely a beautiful thing. You gotta understand. When you have good conscience, this is this is saying, all right, we're in the flesh. We're in the flesh, no doubt about it. We're in a fallen world, we're in a fallen state. We're saved, but you have to have a good conscience. Which means you don't allow yourself to feel guilty. You don't allow yourself to feel remorse or to feel any type of way for your faith and what you believe in. Your conscience is strong. You stay strong with your conscience. That's what it's saying, having a good conscience. So that when you're slandered, when you're slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. They'll be put to shame because they're trying to belittle you. They're trying to make you feel 
as though you're foolish for your beliefs. They're trying to make you feel less than what you truly are. You are a child of God. You are a child of light. Nothing can break you down unless you allow it to. This is what this is telling you. Have a good conscience. Make sure your conscience is always straight. Make sure you are always one with your conscience, man. And you don't have to worry about a thing. Okay? So now, let's do this. Let's go to 1 Peter 1.15. 1 Peter 1.15. But as he who called you is holy. Or kadosh. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Okay, you get that? As he who calls you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. That's pretty, pretty much understandable. Okay, but let me run it down to you right quick. Okay, the Christian is both defendant and attorney. We defend our faith with our mouths and we back it up with our lives. You see what I'm saying? Life and lip must match for a powerful testimony. Unjust suffering puts Christians on the stand for all to witness. When asked to testify in court, we speak with the credibility of our conscience. That's why you have to have that good conscience. If we do not have a good testimony, we will not bear witness properly. Our conscience is our internal monitor that establishes our standards. You see what I'm saying? If we violate our conscience, if we go against that, the monitor lights go up. We grieve the Holy Spirit. A carnal Christian will not bear suitable testimony to the wonder of Christ. And by doing that, by having, by, by not having a good conscience, we discount what we say with the way we live. So you have to stay on top of that. You got to stay on top of that. You got to stay, you have to stay, stand firm on your square. You know what you stand for, who you stand for, and how you stand for it. And that's the way you live, and that's the way you die. All the way through. Now, I want to go into something right quick. Just to get back to what I was talking about, about our family members. When it comes to judging, we are not to judge. That is not what we're here for, okay? There's numerous passages for that. That's, I, I can run, I'm, you know what, I'm going to run it down to you. Matter of fact, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, check this out. James 4.12. Okay, James 4.12. There's only one lawgiver and judge. He who is able to save and to destroy. In other words, but who are you? Who are you to judge a neighbor? That's James 4.12. That's James 4.12. All right. Luke. 637. Let's do Luke 637. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. He's telling you, plain clear as day, you're not here to judge anyone. You're not here to judge anyone. You're here to plant seeds. You're here to plant seeds and bring people home to the kingdom, man. You're not here to judge them. You're not God. You didn't create them. You don't have any, there's no nothing you can possibly do. No power you have to send them to heaven or to hell. So how in the world are you judging them? Not to mention the fact that we're all in a fallen state, so you sin. You sin. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what. Let's do this, man. (laughs) Did you hear about, you remember that verse with Jesus? Where he was over the woman? And they wanted to stone her and it was... You know, judging her about our sin, and what did he say? 
I got you. Let's do this. John 8, 7. This is what he said. He that is without sin among you, let him first cast the stone at him. Did you catch that? He that is without sin among you, let him first cast the stone at him. You think a stone's thrown? <laughs> exactly. You have to, you have to, you have to look at yourself first before you go trying to get at other people, man. I mean, it's it's it's, it's sad when we get to that point. So let's let's I tell you what, Matthew 7 5 tells you right there, thou hypocrite. Hate to say it to you, but that's what it says. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the moat out the out of thy brother's eye. Get that? Basically, clean up around your doorstep before you start cleaning up around yours. Get yourself together first. You see what I'm saying? Because the problem is this, man. The problem is this. When you do this, when you start doing that, people look at you. They look at your actions. They see your words. They see they're not seeing Christ in you. They don't see God in you. And yet, you claim to be a representative of God. So, you you dull the brand. You mess the brand up. You understand what I'm saying to you? If if I if I if I said I was a representative for Pepsi, and instead of having actual Pepsi in this bottle, I put tar and sugar in it and gave it to someone, their view of Pepsi is, is going to be completely the exact opposite of what the goal is for it to be. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're misrepresenting what it is that we say that we're representing. So, I mean, and and trust me, that was Pepsi. That was nothing. You're misrepresenting God, the most high, your creator. The Elohim. Are you serious? Think about that, man. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, man. Now, here is what we should be doing. We should be planting seeds, man. 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7. This is Paul. I planted the seed, and Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. God is what it is. God is the all in all. We are nothing. We are absolutely nothing. We are worker bees, and that's what it is, man. Glory be to God. He's the one that makes the seed grow. You can go out here and talk to these people all day long. They're not coming to Jesus until God touches them. They're not coming to Jesus until the Ruach comes and does his thing to them. So you plant your seed and then you move on. And as you move on, you let God deal with it. And over time, that seed will sprout and grow and nurture and grow into something beautiful if you allow it to. But the seed that you try to plant it doesn't even get a chance to go in because you make them harder to you to where you can't even get to drop the seed into them. And that's where the problem comes in at, man. That's where the problem comes in at. Let's go, man. Let's, let's listen. Hmm. James 5, 7. James 5, 7. Be patient. You catch that? Be patient. Therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord, 
See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. Being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains, meaning until it has had time to go through the process and begin to grow and sprout and show you the amazing miracle that God has created in that person. 1 Corinthians 15, 36. You fool. It's not me saying it. 1 Corinthians 15, 36. You fool. That which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. Do you understand that? So what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. We who are saved and the children of the light, children of God, have all died. That old body, that old person that we once were no longer exists. That person is dead and gone. That person had to die for this person to exist. Do you understand me? So in a sense, that person, that was the seed. The seed was planted into that person. That was the seed. Boom. That person died. And here I am. You understand what I'm saying? So again, that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. It has to die first for the new life to grow out of it. You understand? So that's what that is about, man. That's what it's about. Come on, guys. Let's, let's, let's get it together, family. Let's get it together, man. We can't lose to Satan. We can't lose. This We have to go hard with this, bro. Okay? So, I say this, the last piece here, James 126, James 126, all right, now, you listen to this scripture, and imagine this is what the heathens are seeing, those who are lost in the in darkness, this is what they're seeing as you claim that you're bringing God to them. This is really what's going on. James 126. If any man among you seem to be religious. You hear that? If any man among you seem to be religious. Carrying the Bible, screaming this, that, and the third. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. So You can do all the acting that you want to do. You can scream Christ, Lord Jesus, God, Holy Father, and everything else you want to say. If your actions are not showing that, because your mouth is spewing things that no righteous man would say in tones no righteous man would use, and brother, you're not a God. Your religion is vain. You understand that? Your religion is vain and you're doing the work of the enemy. And as you know, if you know anything about this book and about my God, you cannot serve two masters. So I say to you this day, man, if you're listening to this podcast and this is remotely close to anything that you do or someone you know does, you really need to think of the answer to this question seriously 
what type of Christian are you? This has been your man, Truth, man. Let's get it together. We got to win souls, bro. It's getting close to the end. It's getting close to the end, man. The harvest is plentiful, but the labor is a few. We got to get it right. Let's go, brothers. All right? I love y'all, man. Until the next time. Shalom. Y'all be safe out there. Peace. Thank you.